Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast, and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Bill Barnes, it's Monday morning. How was your weekend? And how are you, sir? I'm well. The weekend was uh, mediocre, you know, a hell of a lot better than the last one before that. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. I mean, um, I could have had, uh, you know, a brain aneurysm and enjoyed a better weekend than the one before. Yeah, yeah. Hard, to, hard to repeat, huh? Jesus Christ. But anyway, no, it was good. Uh, I went down and, and, and reconnected with an old friend down in uh, the Woodland Hills area, had a good little dinner at uh, Monty's Steakhouse. Oh, good spot. Yeah. Good spot. My, my pocketbook uh, paid the price, yeah. but oh, well, um, you L- know, live music. No, 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 no. Uh, still tent dining. Oh, tent. Are you kidding? You me? could go inside, but let me tell you, LA County, my God. I mean, today's the 16th. You're watching this on the 16th. Yeah. Okay. The- Again, anything could happen. We're taping Monday, but everybody, there's supposed to be a relaxation of the mask mandate throughout California. <laughs> I believe it when I see it. Yeah. LA County people are really, really paranoid and are completely um, drinking the Kool-Aid when it comes to wearing a fucking mask down there. <laughs> um, anyway, we had a good, good, good dinner. Good, uh, good, good conversation. A good little uh, re reconnect. During the course of that evening, I found out that um, something kind of upsetting that the person that introduced us, myself and this this young lady, four years ago, um, and we kind of dated a little bit back then, um, but then we kind of fell off the map. There were some issues, you know, that came up and we just backed off, but we, we reconnected and um, I found out that uh, the, the, the girl that I had, okay, believe it or not, I was on a dating website four years ago, no. uh, November, 2017. <laughs> I connected on a, a young lady from, uh, Simi Valley. Very nice, uh, gal. But when we talked, she says, Hey, you're too far. I, you know, you're too far away. <laughs> I like, you know, I like to stay local. I said, all right, that's understandable. She goes, however, I have a friend who's not on the site. I think you two would really hit it off. I'm game. So she introduced us and things went well for a little while. And then, like I say, we, for no, for no, nobody's fault. We just, you know, we just uh, went our separate ways for a while. Well, we, we reconnected and um, we talked and this girl, Nadine, the girl from Simi, um, something, something about her lived by herself, had never had kids, had been married, I believe once or twice, like we all have. And she really had her shit together. I mean, she had a beautiful home, gorgeous home. We went there for a, for a Christmas party. She was a great hostess, um, very friendly, uh, a super, super nice, nice lady. 
Come to find out, about a year ago, during the height of this COVID madness, she um, took her own life. Oh, man. Took her own life in a very violent and ugly way. And I was goddamn, I, I almost choked my, on my dinner when I heard this. I couldn't believe it. You know, here's a woman who really had life by the balls and was really going well. And even she, um, not the COVID itself got to her, but the, the uh, craziness of how it affects people in other ways. You get COVID, <clears throat> you have a, 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 an underlying uh, condition, COVID makes it worse. In her case, she was perfectly healthy, but the stress and the, the, uh, all the crap that was going on, you know, put her in a state of depression and, 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 and uh, you know, instead of reaching out for some help, um, she took her own life and, and she was, I'm, I'm going to say late forties, early fifties. Wow. And, uh, really sad, really sad. Like a lot of other people mm -hmm. have, you know, that's why you see all kinds of stress and craziness going on now that supposedly the, the restrictions have lifted. Uh, we'll see. I mean, that's why I think you're seeing the, the, these lunatics that are on airplanes acting up, you know, nobody wants to wear these fucking things anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I sure as fuck don't, and I'm not going to. And if there's places that I'm not allowed to go into that still want them, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go to any sports game, uh, events where I got to wear, I'm not going to do it. It's ridiculous. You know, let's, it's time that I not be held hostage because someone has not got the shot to get us to this so-called herd immunity. I think it's complete bullshit. I think it's a control issue on the, on, on, on our governor's part and on our uh, local democratic leaders. Well, and, and I say it almost every week, but you know, I don't think it's, it's a shot, a vaccine issue. Like if, if people don't want to get the vaccine, okay, big deal. Like if, if places are open up all over the country, California is its own country, it seems like. And again, if, if, if people are paranoid, if you get the vaccine, what do you care if other people, it, what do you care if other people don't have a vaccine? I'm seeing crowds at UFC in Arizona, huge crowds indoors, no masks, uh, a ton of baseball games over the weekend uh, in, in college baseball. No, you know, outdoor, those are outdoors, outdoors, of course, but still there's people not wearing masks. I get if someone comes to California from some of these other states, they, they have to be like, what, what planet are you guys on? Exactly. And so, yeah, I, I am looking forward to the, this getting rid of these uh, masks as well. But I just I don't see it happening anytime soon because it's going to be I mean, it's the same concept of a, over a year and a half ago or a year ago. Guys, two weeks, just two yeah, weeks. Right. And plus, I do think with all the people that have had covid with all the people that are vaccinated, mm -hmm. the chances are of uh, people getting it are less and less likely now. And, and, and so, yeah, the herd immunity, whatever you want to call it, I'm not saying it's vanished or anything, but I don't think it's quite the threat level that people think it was, especially now after us knowing a little bit more about it, you know? So if you're vaccinated, good for you. If you've had COVID, you're not going to get it again. Um, no, well, let's hope not. And and these are, look at someone's going, well, someone here got it. You know, there's, there's exceptions to everything. Nothing's 100%. But as people we, have been struck by lightning twice in their life. Yes. Okay. People have won the lottery twice in their life. People have had two psychopathic ex-wives in their <laughs> life. Okay. It happens. All right. 
Okay, before we move on, I'm gonna show you, this is Nadine Block. God rest her soul, if you can see this. Mm. That's Nadine. Um, can I get it? Yeah. Put it up there. We'll do it. All right. Nadine. Okay, there that was is. a pretty current picture of her back in the day. Okay. You know what? Uh, rest easy, Nadine. And, yeah. Um, didn't have to happen, but, uh, you know, it's, and it's God, interesting. Godspeed. Godspeed indeed. And it's interesting, Bill, that you said, you know, the whole concept of COVID and the, <clears throat> all people want to talk about are people infected and, and, you know, the deaths better safe than sorry. Right. Right. Magical words, but people don't think about those who have suffered as you, as you mentioned from mm -hmm. depression, from being indoors, not being around people. I, How about these juniors and seniors in high school that have lost all of their <clears throat> social ability, their sports ability? They've been cooped up in houses on, on fucking Zoom education. Come on. They're going to be scarred. They're going to be fucked up. Yeah. We were already having issues with kids uh, not getting outside and, you know? and just electronics and everything all the time. <clears throat> and, and, and yeah, people, but, but, you know, teachers, the, all these, all these organizations, they don't care. They don't care. The, the, the yeah, the LA, you think the LA teacher union cares? Those lazy motherfuckers don't mm -hmm. give a shit about anything. Yeah. All they care about is themselves. Their union is 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 a complete extension of the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay, and it's they're they're they're. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's some good teachers in that union, and I'm not saying everybody, but your union's fucked. <laughs> okay, they just finally decided to. Uh, come to an agreement. They're going to come back to in-person in education September. Oh, well, that's well, in time for summer. Yeah. yeah. Well, bully for you. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Well done. Everyone else is do your fucking job. Everyone else has been going back, getting back to work and, and yeah. working. Uh, but Bill, I mean, if you're going to not, if you're going to get paid to not do something, to not do your job, I would, well, I think most people would be like, yeah, that's what most people are doing. Yeah. You can't find, you can't get restaurants to get full uh, staff anymore. Mm -mm. You can't get, you know, I mean, I went to a a, a a a little watering hole the other night, and there was one bartender. She was handling the whole fucking place. Mm. And I said, "You're by yourself?" She goes, "Yeah, we can't hire. Nobody wants to work." That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Way to go, Joe. You're doing a great job. Yeah, you too, you too Gavin. <laughs> those those gas prices, though. At least they're low. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> well, Bill, uh, I'm so, so, sad to hear that story. Yeah, let's switch gears. Let's switch it up. Let's mm -hmm. get to something uh, rather rather fun and funny. You, uh, you got a nice shirt there on. Uh, <laughs> Swim like hell, so the alligators don't get you. All right. <laughs> this shirt was sent to me by the uh, notorious uh, lunatic from Calamesa, Margie. <laughs> Thank you, Margie. <laughs> You know, uh, keep them coming. Uh, I wear them once and throw them away. Kidding, no, kidding, kidding, no. kidding. Anyway, uh, the, the reason I wore this today is because I was this morning, and I get up at 4 a.m. prepare for the show. You know, <laughs> I do my homework, due diligence, get wow. ready. Wow. And um, <clears throat> so anyway, I am uh, watching the news this morning, and some poor slapdick back in um, Cape Cod out uh, doing his uh, lobster fishing got swallowed by a sperm whale and then spit out. Wow. Yeah. And he's <laughs> lived to tell about it. I too have had a, a experience with a whale and she too spit me out. <laughs> <laughs> Happened on the shores of uh, Lake Paris about circa 1988. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, when you're 29 years old and you're drinking heavily, you know, um, <laughs> 120 pounder turns into about a 270 pounder 
and you are in deep shit, my friend. Wow. So that brought back a, a horrific memory. Yeah. I don't go to Lake Paris anymore. Yeah. That's great. Anyway, I do anything for a cheap laugh. Hey, absolutely. If you believe it, you believe it. If you don't, you don't. I just had to run with it. I love it. Well, it's a great shirt. <laughs> Get the crocodile for those not watching on YouTube. Aren't you glad you, you, you gained it now, Margie? Yeah. And that story, huh? She has a crocodile with a line through it. Yep. And, and yep. Uh, like I love it. Well, uh, we did hear from Margie, of course, uh, on on our email mm-hmm. list here. We, lo- we love her uh, interaction with us. We wish more people were like her and reaching out to us. But anyway, here's what she said, Bill. Good morning, boys. Last week, you talked about J-Lo or Carrie Underwood. Here's my question. Ginger or Marianne? Or for Matt, since you're too young to remember, I'll ask the one, this one for you. Rachel, Phoebe, or Monica? Of course, in reference to the show <clears throat> Friends. So I have some thoughts. Bill, what are your thoughts, Ginger well, or Marianne? I'm going to go Marianne only because she's still alive. <laughs> she's 85 years old but you know my back's in the you know to the, to the wall i gotta answer the question however both in their prime uh <sighs> back in the day when they were both in their prime i would like to have experienced both <laughs> okay but if i had to choose it, back then it would have been marianne yeah because I, I am partial to uh brunettes okay i used to be a blonde guy okay you mix it up you change it up now huh? you know i'm partial to anything that's partial to me <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. Well, in in their prime, I think it would have been Marianne. Not a bad, not a bad duo to be trapped on an island with. No, you know what I mean. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why the professor was screwing around with the with the radios. He should have been screwing around with somebody else. Yeah, he had to look like a million bucks compared to the skipper and Gilligan. Gilligan and the skipper are sleeping in the same room. (laughs) You know, you got you got Lovey and the old man, Lovey and and uh, Doctor or or, uh, Thurston Howell the third. God only knows what they're doing. And then who else was left? The professor that? should have been cleaning up, man. Hey, the professor should have been uh, doing some 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 really good uh, research. I'd be, yeah. you know, I'd be looking for ways to not get off the island. You know right, what I mean? Right. I mean, yeah. uh, let's have some fun, ladies. Uh, make it, Let's find a way to make up some uh And, you know, if, if it was current day and they were on a, on a, on a desert island um, and communication was sent to them, I think the communication would say, stay where you're at. The world's fucked up. Yeah. With, without a doubt you know what i'm at a place bill where with the craziness we've had the past year i wouldn't mind being on an island with about five people that wouldn't be such a bad life i think no, wouldn't be so bad great. you know great. little tiki bar yeah oh just <laughs> say no more yeah. I'm there. I'm ginger there. and mary you know i i watched gilligan's island as a, as a kid and uh you know, uh, as I was maturing, they um, became more attractive. I, that's a tough call. Marianne has that like sweet innocence. And then Ginger's a movie star, man. I, you think I think she'd be a little much, too much to please, though, as a so she'd big a little, celebrity. She'd be a little high maintenance, a little high maintenance. Yeah. I think even on the island, she looked, you know, like a million dollars. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. So that'd Girl. be tough to I live up they to. They must have brought a lot of clothes and, and, <laughs> and uh, suitcases with them that I had, didn't see. On, I don't know how they put them on the boat. But anyway, I think Marianne would be a good time. I, she she seems like she could you know hey let, let's let's go uh, let's go out tonight and have a good time you know no matter we you go anywhere with her but yeah, I think Marianne would be my kind of girl I think Ginger you'd have to go to some restaurant like Monty's to to please well, her Monty's was fun or Monty's some dive good. bar Monty's you know okay so it's a tough one tough I think we're both on the same page there uh, both are a great option but probably probably lean towards Marianne I'll, I'll answer your friend's question Margie since it's a little more relatable Rachel Rachel Phoebe or Monica I think it's definitely Rachel all day Jennifer Aniston although I'll say before she got all the Botox and everything Mo- Monica who's uh Courtney Cox 
She was looking okay in her later age. But I then, liked her when she got on the stage and danced with Bruce Springsteen back when I was, you know, in my 20s. And she was probably 14. That's when I kind of liked her. <laughs> oh, <shit>. You know? <laughs> wow. Great question, Margie. See, for those of you hesitant to send in questions, they can literally be about anything. And we'll, we'll, we'll bastardize them like we yeah. just did and have fun with it. And, you know. Yeah. We, we went from uh, Ginger and Marianne to, but you know what? Let's live on a desert island. Hey, let's, 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 let's stay there and not get out of here. That seems like a good option. So thank you very much, Margie, not only for the shirts, but for listening, for watching, whatever you do, probably our number one fan. Uh, the number one female fan for sure. Yeah. We, and, and we got a lot of great, we have got a lot of fans. We got a lot of, we got, a, we're, you know, every, every place, you know, I, I, believe it or not, I have been in places and friends of friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I, so my friend told me that and they've watched and, you know, we're getting a little bit of a following here. Well, I told you on the Facebook show, uh, we've had uh, the ratings are in and, and the, the Wednesday episodes are getting a lot of plays mm-hmm. on uh, just the audio. And then we've thrown in YouTube. That's mm-hmm. increased as well. We're getting about 70 plays mm-hmm. on audio and about 40 uh, on video. So uh, whatever you're doing, Bill, whatever recruiting you're doing, I mean, by all means, keep it up. Cause it's working. And, and the Facebook show, even if you don't watch it live, we're getting a lot of views well, on I, that. I said on the I said on the Facebook program. I, I have a uh, contact in the uh, Frontera Women's Prison, <laughs> and I've sent the link there. And the ladies like to, you know, are they trying? This. They're trying to get home safe. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're home and they're safe and and um, you know they're they're uh, they're having a good time watching us. So let me ask you: <clears throat> you you shared this with a few uh, ladies. You said, are any of them ever or anyone, not just ladies or fellas whatever are any of them get back to you and like uh you're out of control no, no, I, I i don't okay no we at the very least we're entertainment yeah they may not agree with our political stance okay but and that's fine yeah but i'll tell you what they they yeah they, <laughs> uh, they find it quite entertaining okay good good and that I, that's what you want right and right. what a concept that you don't have to agree with everything somebody says to, you know, show interest or like them or whatever. Uh, and then Bill, Hey, you've been married a few times. You know what that's about? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, I want to get to the Facebook thing later. Uh, the Facebook post. I want to talk about something we talked about on the Facebook show. And that was the concept of girls weekends oh, yeah. versus the guys weekends, yeah. you know, yeah. when uh, it, it, not necessarily a bachelor party or something, yeah. but just, Hey, the fellows trip to a Vegas or the girls weekend to Palm Springs and, and how different those two are like night and day, night and day, like men and women, guys trips, no photos, girls trips, lots of photos. Look at us doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also had some other thoughts regarding the, the uh, guys week, actually the girls weekends. Loved them. Yeah. It's a peace and fucking solitude, man. You know, I would look forward to it. I say, babe, when are you, uh, when are you going with the girls again? Why? Why? What, 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 what do you want to do? <laughs> I just want you to have a good time. Go out and have a good time. You know, I mean, the, the beauty of, a, of, of being home without supervision is that you don't have to live by a woman's standards of always flushing the toilet. <laughs> Make sure that I don't toilet, that. make sure the toilet seats down. If you you might forget, okay, and then twenty minutes later you go back in, you take care of it. But if you know, God forbid, you yeah, know, you walked out of the bathroom without flushing. You know, you were in 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 uh, you know jail. Absolutely, wife yeah. jail. Yeah, and <laughs> so 
yeah, I, I would, I loved it when she would leave. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not that I was going to do anything or anything. I just like to relax and breathe. You know, That's it. I loved it when she worked weekends. I could breathe. <laughs> I liked it when, you know, I had days off during the week and she was working during the week. I could breathe. Were you just like in captivity when she was home? Like, what? No, it's just that, you know, when a woman is going through that certain time of her life, <laughs> which I think she went through for about 10 years, it's hell. <laughs> okay. They lose yeah. their minds. You go to bed with Marilyn, Ma- Marilyn Monroe. You wake up with Marilyn Manson. You just don't know which side of the bed they've woken up on. Okay. Mm. You don't know if you are in a state of flux constantly. Okay. There needs to be some type of pill. There needs to be some type of hormonal balanced pill that they can be given to make them think more rationally. And collectively. Ooh, yeah, that's a that's a okay. tough one. Okay. So, what would she have thought of? What would she have thought of you running or being on this podcast oh, weekly? Oh God, are you kidding? Me? <laughs> oh, that would be completely no. You 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 cease and desist immediately. Yeah. <laughs> you're embarrassing me. My friends watch and they think you're an asshole. Yeah. Well, they they always well, they do thought that before they watched. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, there that would be that. Oh, both God, both of them. But yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. And, but you know, so if, if we had a, you know, a guy's trip or something, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's completely different. You, instead of her just enjoying herself, peace and quiet, reading a book or whatever women like to do at home, uh, you, she would be hitting you up. I'm sure. Right. What are, what are you doing? Where are you guys? Oh and it's like, yeah, I mean, in a hey, tracker, we're, we're fishing. We're just doing our thing. We're laying around drinking. What? How many whores are, are there? <laughs> can't with you. Jesus Christ. You know, if I was as popular with women as you think I am, yeah, I sure as fuck wouldn't be with you. <laughs> How's that? Well said. How's that? Yeah, look, that's another thing, ladies out there. Men, we're we're not that interesting. You know, no. a, f- a fun time is going. Hey, let's go hang out and, yeah. and sit around and, and drink and, right. and make fun of each other. Right. That's literally what, what right. we do. Exactly. It's not like this glamorous that's thing. Right. You know, I, I have a funny story that I, I don't know if, did, if I told it last week, I can't remember if I did or not, because I was still in a state of like fucking, I was still weirded out last week from that weekend. Okay. Did I tell the story about my first wife coming to my house about a week and a half ago? And she brought her daughters with her. Really? Yeah. No, she no. came over. She was in the area. She wanted to come by. Okay. She came by. Now keep in mind, very, very, very sad situation. Her husband died back in December. Oh, he man. had a cough on Thursday and was dead on Saturday. Oh my goodness. I don't know if it was her cooking. I'm not. Oh, oh, I know. Come on, Bill. Bill. God damn it. <laughs> you know, for once, will you please dummy up here? Okay. Yes. He, he passed and her, it was horrible on her daughter. Her daughters are 19 and 18. I think. Horrible. They're really good looking girl. They're really good kids, beautiful women. I mean, obviously they took after their late father, obviously. <laughs> I mean, and they're they really successful. They're good kids. The, the younger one just graduated from high school. They came over and wanted to see my place. Why? I don't know. They must be in the area. So they came in and we're talking and I'm trying to, you know, we, in fact, we watched one of the shows. No way. She goes, what do you got? What have you been doing? I oh, said, well, wow. I did this thing today. And I, we were watching it and the kids, those kids were laughing and she was shaking her head disgusted with me, but the kids found it really funny. <laughs> so we're watching it. And then she's, um, 
talking and I said, you know, we're talking this, talking that. She's, she said, well, you know, Rick was this, Rick. I said, yeah, I know it's bad. I, so I went up, I felt bad for her daughter. I went upstairs, I wrote her a check for a graduation, came down and gave it to her. I said, you know, your dad would be very proud of you. Yeah. Okay. I, for once in my life, I was trying to be a decent human being, you know, <laughs> take this, buy yourself a couple of snow cones, do whatever you do. <laughs> you know, I go, you know, what are you going to plan on doing? Well, I'd like to go and get my GED and then be a nurse. And I said, that's, that's fantastic. Anything I can do for you, let me know. So they left and I'll be damned if I wasn't scrolling around, just scrolling, just scrolling around. And I found her picture on a dating website. My ex. Wow. I go, I called her. I said, what are the chances? I go, your old man is not even cold yet. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. And, and you're out there, you know, Oh, well, so-and-so put it on there for me. I said, you gotta be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I said, grieve a little bit. Grieve a little. I mean, good God. You're already out there looking for, you know, the next meal ticket. I can't believe it. <laughs> wow. So anyway, I, that's a little fast. I found that kind of just absolutely mind boggling. How what what is an appropriate amount of time for? I think a year, a year, whole year. Yeah, hmm. a year. It's been about six your, months. You know, I mean, your mind in order. Okay, but come on, <laughs> holy smokes! And yeah. the daughter's the one who put her on because she's the most computer illiterate person. Well, she's illiterate in other things, but computer illiterate <laughs> that I've ever met. So I know she she didn't do it. I, I don't even think she's probably running running. Her daughter's probably doing the doing the uh, picking and choosing for her. So anyway, I, saw, I said, what in the fuck? <laughs> wow. And it was an, it was a very, very, uh, I mean, the picture had to be Photoshopped. Did it was, <laughs> no, it was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't the true her, like most of them out there. Well, that's, you know. that's pretty standard. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very curious. Did, <laughs> did you were scrolling? Mm-hmm. Did, did this website happen to find you two compatible? Like, did it match you guys by any chance? No. no. <laughs> okay, that would have been hilarious. No. You match with your ex-wife. No, no. God, no. <laughs> no, that would have been grounds for, uh, you know, that would have been grounds for me never leaving the house again. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's another uh, uh, another ex-wife story. We were, uh, we, <laughs> we said this on the show, but we were over, oh. me and a couple of my other buddies, uh, all guys in their 30s, 30 years old, give or take, and uh, all three of us single. We know Bill Barnes at a cool place. Uh, we hung out at his pool all day, and um, yeah, we're gonna we're having a few pops, uh, just hanging out in the pool, eating pizza, and gonna head out and do, go somewhere else that night. I wasn't. No, you guys were. I no, wasn't allowed to. No, you weren't allowed. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm changing the kitchen yeah. sink. Eight, eight o'clock curfew. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when the streetlights come on, I'm inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that night. You guys were over, and and we're talking, and 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 we brought. I think I brought up, you know the neighbor next door who was like in her mid twenties, kind of, you know, hot and sultry looking, you know, um, kind of what, you know, I didn't know if she was a dancer, stripper, uh, call girl, all three. I have no idea. Cause she used to go out at late at night and it looked like she was ready to go and, uh, you know, go to a Vegas club or something. <clears throat> but anyway, I, I kind of brought her up and we were talking about her. And then I, when you guys left, what you guys do? What you guys talk about? I said, ah, oh, we just, you know, blah, blah, blah. She goes, you know, I wish I'd have a heads up. You know, it's like, no, I'm coming home to a house full of men. <laughs> well, you know, sorry. I go, last time I checked, you know, I'm paying the rent around here. 
you know, so yeah, you know, it's go. my place too. Mm. Even though it's yours, <laughs> I, I get a small slice of the bed. I get to sleep in this much of it. You know, I, I use the bathroom after you. Um, you know, I get this much of the closet. You know, I don't have any drawers in the in the in the thing. I got to stack my shit in the bathroom. But but I understand it's your place. I get it. Makes you know, sense. I'm, I'm just a guest here. That's fine. <laughs> so anyway, we um we got to talk, and she went, I said, you know, I, I was I was talking to the guys about um Trixie or whatever her name is next door. She goes, oh, don't you dare, don't you dare bring her up, and don't you dare ever uh, try to fix those guys up with her. She is trash, and they are good boys. And I thought, oh, <laughs> God, so nice boys, go, Bill. Nice boys. I go, what the. Fuck? I go, you're as delusional as ever. <laughs> I said, nice boys. I said, what do you think? I had Cub Scout Pack 102 from Claremont over here. A bunch of bunch of Boy Scouts. I go, these guys are a bunch of uh, treacherous, uh, you know, guys. They'd be right up, she'd be right up their alley. Good God. <laughs> kidding me running rampant at that age uh single yeah yeah (laughs) they're walking around you know you know with a heart on a cat cat scratch (laughs) (laughs) always looking for a party yep yeah good times we're all settled down a bit now but still yeah that that was hilarious (laughs) nice boy (laughs) you're out of your mind god i knew that i go okay Everything that I, my first instincts are true mm-hmm. five years later. This woman's delusional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, her, her decision making process is atrocious because she chose me. Mm. So <laughs> should have been my first one. Should have been. Oh, my goodness. That is hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, uh, was that a rudderless ship? Oh, my goodness. And uh, yeah, well. Life goes on, the world keeps spinning. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's interesting. Uh, okay, so. Let's talk about something. Listen, in regards to COVID, I love the whole concept of, and I'm saying this tongue in cheek, anytime you hear experts, expert, well, you know, why, well, why are we masking up and why are we, well, experts say, well, experts said this, well, expert, you know, uh, studies show. And isn't it funny how we talked about Dr. Fauci last week, how you're not allowed to criticize someone who's an expert. Well, I'll tell you what, as an example, uh, there's plenty of head coaches say in the NFL, they're the best at what they do. We all question some of their decision-making because some of them do make stupid decisions. So just my point of all this is that just because you're an alleged expert in science or whatever uh, the case may be, doesn't mean there's a lot of experts who graduated college and, and have master's degree and everything, right? Just because you're an expert or an alleged smart person Where are you going with doesn't it? mean you're, you're smart. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You don't get my mind's my, I'm going to be like, you okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm my point is people were critical of, about people last week, criticizing Dr. Fauci. Right. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, you can't criticize him. He's, he's an expert in his field. He's the, you know, it's like, why are we allowed to question people who are allegedly smart or allegedly, you know, big time experts because we do it in other areas of life, but in COVID you can't do that. Well, because they're very protective of this guy. They're, they're protective of the fact that this, this guy was his people and him were feeding money to the Chinese to come up and, and do these, these uh, uh, experimentations in labs that went sour on them. And they tried to blame it on a fucking bat. Okay. Which we know is bullshit. So my point is, is that they knew the, they, 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 it was an experiment and they knew what it was. It leaked 
it got ugly. It made people sick. But if they knew what it was, if they knew what was in the uh, in the container, you know, in the in the uh, um, what's that little blah, blah, the uh, petri dish or yeah, whatever. The petri dish. Then they knew how to come up with a um, vaccine. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel personally. Now I know that I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get. I'm you folks out there. You're going to think that oh, Bill's drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. He's one of these guys. My personal belief is that the, the vaccine is safe because they knew, oh, shit. Okay, we know how to clean it up. It'll take a while, but, you know, a few months, but we can clean it up. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, there's three and four different drug manufacturers now that know how to put a lid on this. And that's why I think the vaccine is safe. And depending on who you believe, it's working. Mm-hmm. so that's my personal belief if you can test for it you can identify it you should be able to cure it with a vaccine people are going to say well um, we could probably cure cancer too yes we could but guess what cancer uh, treatments make people a lot of money yeah, well that's what I was going to say what, do you, what is you what cancer are your treatments make people a lot of money you're never going to cure that because um, it's going to take money out of people's pockets. I've been more open to all kinds of theories now because I've heard about the the facts and the science and experts. This it's like don't question anything. Don't ever question anything. These guys say this. This is truth, one hundred percent. Whereas now I've grown to this to hear about conspiracy theories because remember that whole concept of this was man made was a theory. It was, and you were a lunatic if you thought that. But now. I'm open to some of the crazy things I've heard and what's what makes sense to me, Bill, with the vaccine. Don't you think there's a lot of money to be made in the vaccine market as far as people getting vaccinated? You know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of money to be made there. And so I don't know what I'm things that, that makes, makes the world go around money and sex. All right. There's one of them right there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you're alive making money, you're going to get sex. <laughs> okay. So. True. Anyway, I, I don't want to, we'll move on, but I just, I, I think we, we are allowed to question the people that are, uh, our overlords because uh, they're not as smart, I think, as they, they like to tell us they are. No, hell no, they're not. And Fauci uh, hasn't worn a stethoscope in 50 years. <laughs> okay. He's yeah. a, just a pontificator. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Pontificator. That's a, that's a good one. But uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just can't stand I'm, uh, some of the theories I've heard now. I'm like, yeah, I, I believe that I could believe that. So anyway, uh, let's move on. Um, experts say talk about that. Okay. You had a Facebook post last night, Sunday night, I think pretty good I, one. I, I, I saw it. Uh, uh, old buddy of mine. Good, good, good dude living in St. Paul, Minnesota, former major league umpire, Tim Cheetah and I are friends. And he had shared a post from a guy named Mike Port. Mike Port, I think, was a Major League Baseball executive at one time. He was also, I believe, the general manager of the Angels a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Old-time good baseball guy. Old-school baseball guy, okay? Didn't believe in any of the bullshit they're doing now. And he basically alluded to a guy named Brian Price. Brian Price was a, a former manager of the Cincinnati Reds, yeah. former pitching coach, Seattle Mariners, Philadelphia Phillies. Brian, he's about 50. Uh, He finally had enough. He said, fuck it, I'm done. This game is no longer fun. 
I'm, I'm not going to do it for the money anymore. I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. He walked away. And Port basically, I mean, if you want to read it, go to my page and read it. But he, I'll give you a, the Reader's Digest version here. He basically says there's a lot of people doing that. And baseball is not a good product anymore because of the way they have marketed the game to be uh, longer. Um, you know, they, they came up with all these stupid little silly rules now. How uh, even with instant replay was supposed to be the cure all. Now it's even more fucked up because you can people are still getting still arguing after the play's been looked at and being ejected. They thought it was going to cure it all. It hasn't. It, all it has done is cheapen the game. Mm. Uh, fundamentals have gone out the window. People don't bunt anymore. People don't run and hit anymore. The team game is gone. Everybody wants to. They're worried about their launch angles and their bat speed velocity and all that other superfluous bullshit that doesn't mean anything okay who cares how fast the ball comes off the bat if it's a fucking home run yeah. or a base hit who gives a flying fuck the science of baseball it's uh it, it's just real, like it's, the it's, science it's, of covid yeah they're both fucked up yeah okay. ruined it up. and so anyway it's a really good uh analogy of what's going on <clears throat> and um i've got some comments on there one's from a guy who played with Brian in Alaska. They were both pitchers at the same time. Phil was at USC. Um, Brian was at Cal and they were teammates up in an Alaska league. And, and uh, you know, I can guarantee you this, I can guarantee you this, that I told Phil in his, in his, in, in the statement that his, both of his old coaches, uh, Rod Dato and Mike Gillespie are rolling over in their graves yeah. about the way baseball is being played now. Oh, it's, it's very sad. And, I like the point he made about instant replay, how that was supposed to, you know, mm -hmm. fix because when it came in, it was supposed to fix the, the egregious mm -hmm. misses, the ones that the, the one out of a hundred plays that's like, Oh man, that was really, really bad. Mm -hmm. But it's turned into this micromanaging. Well, is he, is he safe by a fingernail? You know, did he, did he, is, did he get an eye? You know, and it's made, <clears throat> it's made the players so critical and overly critical of wanting and demanding beyond perfection that it's ruined it's ruined baseball i think I, I would love to have to see it go away me too you know it's like hey you can't get do-overs in life a lot mm -mm. you crash a car into a telephone pole you can't undo that and make the dent go away you live with it all right yeah it's, it's somebody's fuck up whether the pole jumped out at you or you hit it you know it's somebody's fuck up so well you make it you make an error in a game you don't get to uh, redo it no you drop a ball you don't get another shot no, no. so I don't know. Uh, no, I, but I, I tell you, I have no interest in watching Major League Baseball anymore. Mm -hmm. I have no interest in going to a baseball game. One, the product is shit. Two, I don't want to wear a goddamn mask <laughs> in, the, in the in the ballpark or be around a bunch of crazed lunatic fans anymore. This whole distancing thing has made me to the where I don't like crowds. <laughs> I don't like crowds because when I've gone into bars or restaurants, they've had distancing and it's been nice. People aren't around me. People aren't bothering me. People aren't, you know, brushing up against me and stuff. I like that. I like the distance thing. How do so you? I'm going to have to get back. You, if I'm going to go out again, I'm going to have to kind of start acclimating myself to being around people. How do you balance that? Whereas, you know, you like going out to be around people because you, you know, but you don't want to be around a lot of people, right? It's well, a fine it's like, line. It's like, you know, my having neighbors, you know, you want neighbors, but I want them in their own house and I don't want to share a wall with them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear them doing what doing things you know yeah no 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 uh, doubt so, um 
Bill, last week we recorded uh, and we had a few cocktails. It was fun having happy hour. And I got some, some uh, comments that, man, that was, that was kind of cool. Like you guys were a little more loose and I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. So maybe once a month or something, we'll have to record on like a Sunday night or something and, and, and partake in a little partake happy hour. when we're liquored up. Yeah. A little happy hour. Uh, just that's a, that's spice a recipe it for disaster, but yeah. we can do it. Yeah, it depends. It depends what the uh, what the audience wants. We are we, man. We, we do what the people want. We we're are the, men we, of the we people. Are, we are men of the people. Absolutely. At uh, at all times. So, uh, I will say the ratings are up. Uh, life is good here on the podcast. Um, okay, cop stories. You have a few oh, cop stories you know for what? me. I, <laughs> uh, I heard a story um, last week, and it is absolutely fucking hilarious. <laughs> And it kind of reminded me of one of the most egregiously ridiculous complaints I got as a cop. Oh, this will be good. Okay. I was working day shift, working a really nice area of Riverside. It was kind of the high end, high district, rent district. Some jack off called and said that somebody stole his, you know, gas barbecue from his porch or some porch. I don't know what it was. <laughs> So I took my sweet time getting there. I got, you know, it, it, the response time should have been about five minutes. It took me about, probably about an hour and a half. <laughs> you know, I had some things to do. So I get there and the guy's waiting for me on the, on the, uh, in the driveway as I pull, I pull, I pull, park in front and you never, you never park, whether they're victim side, you never park in front of the, the house you're going to. You always park a couple of, uh, you know, houses down Why for officer that? safety reasons. Officer safety reasons. You don't want to be a, you don't want to drive yourself into a, an ambush. Okay. So anyway, I'd get out and I'm walking up. He goes, why are you parking so far away? I said, I like the exercise, sir. What can I do for you? <laughs> you know, well, God damn, some son of a bitch took my gas barbecue off my porch. And by God, I've got the receipt. I got the serial numbers. Your job is to find it. Absolutely, sir. I said, before we get started, can I use your restroom? Well, okay, no problem. Yeah, oh, sure, I'll show you. So he sends me in. I see his newspaper. It's about nine o'clock in the morning. I see his newspaper right outside on this little table. So I grab the paper. I go in. Oh, no. Shut the door. Turn the, turn the fan and the light on. Sit down. You start reading. Doing, you know, I wasn't able to do my morning ritual. So I said, I'm going to use this slapdick's house because he's being a dick. All right. And he gave me permission to use his use the bathroom. So by God, I'm going to do it. So I sit down and I'm taking, you know, reading the paper and sports and you know, looking around. And about 25 minutes later, I'm done and get up and walk out. He goes, well, that took long enough. I said, well, sir, I wanted to, you know, I, some things, you know, you need to take care of in the morning. Okay, well, fair enough. So I, I get the paperwork on, this, on the, the barbecue. Yeah, right here. He shows me. He starts dropping city councilman names. He starts dropping the city attorney's name. And the more he talked the less interested I got in trying to recover his fucking barbecue. Okay. And I'm thinking, you know, sir, you ought to just, you know, go out and buy another one. My God, I will not. You, you need, you and your crew need to go out and find that thing. It can't be too far. I said, get right on it. So I left, wrapped it up. About four hours later, my Sergeant, great guy calls me by. He goes, Hey, <laughs> he goes, dude, he goes, I got a beef. Some guy beefed you on, on that. Some uh, grand theft of a barbecue. He goes, how can you fuck that up? He said that you went in and, and, and stunk up his bathroom and left it and, and didn't fold the newspaper back up. Fold the newspaper? Yeah. Now, no. I can understand him getting pissed at me stinking his shitter up. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't like that done at my house. But you know what? This guy needed to, you know, be put in his place a little bit. 
<laughs> I said, you know, and the guy, he even said, he goes, yeah, he wasn't so mad at the bodily function bill, but he was pissed that you didn't wrap it. Yeah. And oh. he didn't get his newspaper back the way it, 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 it should have been. Wow. I said, guilty as, as charged, yeah. Sarge. I go, God, I, I don't know what I, what else I could have done. You know, I had to go and you got to go, you got to go. And he gave me permission. And I said, I looked for some spray. There wasn't any spray. So, you know, <laughs> but the newspaper, come on. The Bill. newspaper was enough to draw, to put the guy over the edge. Wow. Because yeah. he was already on. Yeah. So uh, that was one of my most weird, strange, weird. That's a weird complaint yeah, that's of strange. all the things you've been accused oh of in God. your life and all the things I did and the things you did. My favorite and, and line. I get, <laughs> and I get, and I get, beefed for that are you kidding me my favorite line last in last week's show was appropriate baton striking that was well said yeah <laughs> but yeah. yeah well placed and appropriate but, but newspaper couldn't fold it up huh couldn't fold i didn't i just left it as i just put it on the on the on the sink and walked out wow so anyway that okay so that story i remembered that when i heard a story about a, a situation that happened in May, I believe, of 1990 or June, something like that. I'm not, I can't mention names, but I will give you a hint. And if you can't figure this out, then it's a wonder how you get up out of bed in the morning. All right. So this happened in May of 90. Um, all of the people that were in this residence are all dead now, except for the policemen that were there. Okay. okay. Happened in West LA. Um, a famous actor's house who starred in both the godfather and apocalypse now he's now <laughs> deceased his son who's now deceased his daughter is who's now deceased and the deceased on the scene who was the daughter's boyfriend oh evidently uh two uh, training cars training officer training officer and two recruits got a call of shots fired in the area of one two three four you know, walk and don't walk, whatever the address was. <laughs> so they roll to the scene. They discover that there is a deceased male in a lounge, in a, in a reclining chair. And he still has, he still is, pretend his phone is the channel changer. He still has, he is oh, wow. dead with the channel, with the uh, remote control still in his hand. Wow. Okay. The, um, the, um, <clears throat> Suspect is there. I did it. I shot him. Here's the gun. He had, I, I, I believe he had been um, abusing my sister. Oh, okay. Very good. Stand right, stay right here. Witness number one is the father. Training officer A takes him into his bedroom and says, I'm going to get an interview. Nobody come in here. Just me and him. Nobody, nobody come in. I got this. So his trainee evidently before the call went out, had to defecate in the worst way. Oh, no. They were looking for a place to go, but the shots fired came out, the call came out, they had to respond. It's theirs, their call to handle now. So he's stuck there and he is like crowning. He's in trouble. He's doing, he's, you know, trying to pinch the butt cheeks, the whole thing. So the other training officer says, hey, man, just go in there and go, man. You got to go, you got to go. Yeah. Because the rest of the house was taped off, you know, it was crime scene. So the only things that weren't were, were um, um, the, the master bedroom where, where the father is being interviewed and giving out some really good statements. So the kid goes in and his training officer, I told you to stay out. Get out of here. I got, I'm talking. 
goes, oh shit, and he turns around and walks back out. And then he goes to the other tree and he goes, he goes, what happened? He goes, he goes, he told me to leave. He goes, damn, if you got a shit, you got a shit. Just go in there and go. Okay. So he goes back in and he goes, what's wrong with you? I told you not to come in. And he just walked right past him, disobeyed him, walked right in, went into the restroom, pulled his stuff down. And in the nick of time, in the nick of time, was able to uh, take care of this issue. Now, <clears throat> he's, I guess he's looking around and he sees this beautiful white um, Angola carpet that is just gorgeous. And he's going, oh, man, this guy's loaded. And then when he's done, he gets up, does his thing. He flushes. Well, guess what? Guess what? Evidently, the circumference of the oh boy <laughs> load starts was, was to too rise. Big. Okay, the water starts to rise. The water starts to rise. He's going, oh my god! <laughs> and he's jiggling the handle. And then it goes down. And he goes, oh. then it comes up again, and it's keep it's coming. And he looks around. I guess his only option, which he utilized, was to go in barehanded, snap it in half, oh, and extinguish the problem. And mm. I laughed so hard when I heard that story. <laughs> I mean, yes, is is it gross? Yes, but that's see, that's the kind of story that goes in books that cops write. True, unbelievable, but true stories like that in a famous person's uh, master bathroom, <laughs> master bedroom bathroom. <laughs> so anyway, he saved the carpet. So the joke was, hey man, you deserve the Medal of Valor for that. And so whenever they'd see each other years and years and years down the road, he'd go, hey, man, you're not wearing your Medal of Valor today. How come? And guys go, hey, you want the Medal of Valor? Come and don't wear it. And he'd have to tell the story. Anyway, <laughs> poor, I hope you guys got a good laugh. Poor guy. It's a true story. If you can't figure out who the players are in this, then text me and I'll tell you. But if you, if you have any recollection of all, recollection at all on who the, the family is on this, you know, I kind of give it away. Look oh, it up, boy. It. But anyway, funny story. And um, it's it's true. <laughs> you heard that from I a guy that. involved. I heard get that from one of the guys that was there. Mm. So anyway, wow, that is uh, that is quite the story. Uh, what did you want to say? Uh, you told me to remind you, Wendell Kim. Wendell, oh yeah, that What's that this? goes back to uh, the old school mentality of of baseball. Wendell Kim was a uh, major league coach with the Red Sox and the Giants, third base coach. And his job with the Boston Red Sox was strength and conditioning. And he had such a work ethic. Um, you, you, you know why you notice that where Jimmy Ramos sprints to the first base coaching box? Yeah, Cal Poly. Yeah. At Cal Poly. He got that from Wendell Kim. Oh, no. When Wendell Kim played at Cal Poly. Wendell Kim died about six, seven years ago, I believe, of uh, Lou, Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm. Or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Well, Wendell Kim had a great work ethic. In fact, such a work ethic that I guess they had optional strength and conditioning in spring training for players with the Red Sox to come out and go through some strength and conditioning before a exhibition game. Well, that day, nobody wanted to do it. Well, Wendell Kim was out there and he was leading the exercise and there was nobody there. <laughs> he, he was doing it as if he was teaching the players, you know, stretch here, stretch. And people went, wait, Wendell, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, my job is to teach strength and conditioning. And it doesn't matter if I have anybody out here or not. I'm going to do it. That is my job. <laughs> I love it. And <laughs> those kind of guys are not around anymore. No, you're right. And that was a true 
um, you know, reflection of how baseball was done back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. you went out there and, and, if, and as a coach, that's your livelihood. You know, you went out and whether or not there were people, and in his case, he was dedicated. He was a John Scalinas guy. Oh, yeah. We've talked at nausea about John before. And so Wendell's job was to go out and teach, even though nobody came. Man, yeah. you're right. And, and man, with baseball guys like that, grinder guys that have been around forever. They are baseball people. Yeah. You can tell a ball player by two things. If they were good hitters, they have some, they still have, even when they're 60, 70 years old, they've got some very big forearms. And it's not from you know what, because both, <laughs> both of them are the same size. All right. Where, and you can also tell a guy who, whose teeth are a little yellow from chewing tobacco all those years. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's how you can tell a lifer from baseball. Yeah. And I think, you know, some of these guys in baseball, because if you swing a bat over and over and over, you're going to develop. Oh yeah. yeah. Naturally. Yeah. yeah. But there's so many, there's like less and less baseball guys out there now. And just like you mentioned with Brian, you know, Brian Price and everything. And I remember we were in San Diego watching a game and you and I were both watching a third base coach, Glenn Hoffman Glenn for the Hoffman. Padres. He's a machine. Just a lifer, man. Just a lifer. He'd man. run out there. Yeah. He was, he, remember every pitch he was like, every pitch he was dialed in. Man. He was ready a for a line drive. Coach. Yeah. Case Same line thing drive. with the guy at, at uh, with the Angels now, Brian Butterfield Butterworth or something like that. <laughs> that guy is, he's a, he is, that's what his job is. He is paid to make sure guys either score or don't get thrown out at the plate or go first to third without it, without yeah. incident. And he takes it. Those guys take it very serious. That is their job. And they don't, and, and, and a manager will tell them, do not get kicked out. Mm-hmm. Let me do the arguing. I'm the expendable one because their job, who the hell else is going to do it? Yeah. You can't bring you can't bring the bench coach out and have him. He doesn't know what the signals are. I'm going to do it as the manager good. doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So you need that third base coach in the game. Hundred percent. Yeah. So that's why you don't see third base coaches getting kicked out. Anymore. How come? How come there's not uh, robot third base coaches? How come you, you're telling me a machine can't? Wouldn't they do it perfectly? Much like they want in replay and balls and strikes and this and that. Wouldn't a robotic third base coach make more sense in today's game, yeah, Bill? No, nobody likes a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only room for one at this table and that's definitely you. Uh, but yeah, baseball is just changing. And I think it's, it's also spills into like life. Like I got to imagine, you know, more than I do with this, as far as like cops mm-hmm. are more and more cops retiring early or, or, or even getting out of it uh, before they retire because mm-hmm. they just see that it's changed so much for, for the worse, not for the better. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, the guys that are that are still in it now, the old life life for the old life for uh, sorry, old life for uh, coaches and people, they're in it because they need the money. I, I guarantee they hate the game. They hate <laughs> the way the game's being played. I, I I guarantee. Yeah, they don't like this this you know second guessing all these uh, uh, brain children that went to uh, MIT that are now um, using computers to uh, analyze how to how to uh, play the game and how long a guy pitches and, you know, let's shift on this and let's shift on that and let's do this. And it's just, (laughs) come on, you're taking the human element out of the game. You're taking a manager's ability to read the game and his instincts that have got him there all these years. You're taking that away from him. I guarantee you, Dave Roberts doesn't manage. He doesn't call the shots. He's there to manage the clubhouse. He's make, he's there to make sure that, that uh you know um, everybody gets along 
<laughs> and everybody has a, a some pumpkin pie after the game if that's what they want. <laughs> you know, hey guys, are we okay with uh, Heineken after the game, or do you guys want Bud Light? Yeah, I guarantee you, big decisions, huge, <laughs> huge. Now, did you ever, as a cop, have a guy? You talk about like these brainiac GMs now uh, who run baseball teams. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have a guy in your law enforcement days? maybe, I don't know, internal affairs, someone who came in, had no idea about the day-to-day -day grind of police work, but always, but wanted to instruct you guys, something like that. <laughs> Constantly. How, yeah. Who are the types, wh who are the types of people that, <clears throat> like what positions did they hold? Well, they, be, they were, they were dog shit street cops. First of all, they were meek and mild and they, they would, they would, they would not really do much in the field. They were constantly uh, going to watch this. This is why you and I don't umpire anymore. Oh, Jesus. Catcher misses the ball completely and it hits the umpire in the mask. And then, and then there's no time given. No one gives you know, anybody. Oh, get back, get back there. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, no, constantly. These were, these were people that wanted to climb the food chain. All right. They got, they, they humped the right leg. They did this. They did that. They, be, they became upper management very, very quick. And they forgot what it was like in the field because they never worked the fucking field. All right. And they became um, management. And when management can either be your best friend or they can be your worst nightmare. And so many times they, they would, they had just no consent, no clue, no clue. You'd never see them in the field because, you know, they didn't, they, they wanted to stay in, stay in the house. You know, we had yard dogs and we had house dogs. Mm. They were house dogs. We had, we had gunfighters and we had uh, gun, gun cleaners Okay, <laughs> that would take their gun and put it in a, in a cabinet and you wouldn't see it. Yeah. Those were those guys. No, constantly. Yeah. Constantly. They were trying to, you know, they, they would act on whatever um, management people above them would tell them to do, whether it was right or wrong. And that just used to bring the morale down like you would not believe. I can't imagine. I, there I, were some good ones, though. Mm -hmm. Some guys that, hey, they would back you, and it would, they they they, um, they supported you until they couldn't. So that's all you can. And then they even tried. You know, I had I had guys, you know, that, that he goes, Bill, this is blah blah blah. He goes, we're gonna we're gonna unfuck this. Just let, <laughs> go over there, and let me handle it. Yeah. And they would they would sweet talk somebody, and the problem went away. Well, I I'm curious, how often was like your tactics changed like hey let's try to like it, it could be anything maybe uh how you uh control a suspect or the different ways in which you go about pulling people over were was that was it micromanaged as much as maybe you know baseball is yes and no um as my career progressed during my time there was a lot more emphasis put on hey have him come with have him come with you peacefully or just leave by yourself Whereas before you went in and, and you, you, if you kick down doors, you kick down, you know, bedroom doors, if you kick down closets, if you went into the, if you had to like, uh, you know, drill a hole in the ceiling, that guy was coming. Yeah. What's the old, uh, RoboCop line dead or alive. You're coming with me. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> I could see our saying used to be, okay, well, we finally become, you know, um, uh, you know, house, or, you know, little poodles. And <laughs> So it's like, hey, you know, come with me peacefully or I'm leaving by myself. Mm, interesting. They, and they tell you to go fuck off. And you'd say, 
another spoonful of shit. <laughs> but it's got to be a tough environment. Uh, Bill, I asked this on my Monday episode um, about uh, walk up, walk up music and how I heard, you know, baseball players have it. Fighters have it when they come out. And jokingly, I was like, well, what would, what would be my walk-up song? It could be for any, like in life, jokingly, of course. And, you know, Bill, when you walked on a field, like say you were an umpire and you walked mm-hmm. on the field and they are announcing the umpires, mm-hmm. what song would you want played? Or, or jokingly, when you walk in a room, what song would you want played that announces Bill Barnes' presence? It could be a couple songs. Well, that's a good question. Yeah. Born to run. Born to run. That makes sense. <laughs> um, that's fitting. That's fitting. I like it. Yeah, I, there'd be plenty. There'd be a few. Yeah, but that one came to mind. That 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 suits you well, man. That suits you really well. This this uh, this bird you cannot cannot chain or cannot can't you or uh, oh uh, free bird is it free bird? Yeah, free bird's a good, good one. Free bird. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> ooh, or what, that smell by Leonard Skinner. What the hell is it called? It's called it's called that smell. Yeah, I'll play a couple. Let me, let me, let oh, yeah, that is it. That smell. If, if folks don't. Uh, By Leonard Skinner. Yeah, if folks don't remember that. Uh, <laughs> I'll while you're looking, at, while you're looking that up, I did hear from our our good our good friend the the Captain Maynard Bohorquez. Yeah. Uh, he said, "Great Wednesday show. Uh, I enjoyed seeing Mr. Barnes run the show by himself." What a shot at me. Thanks a lot, Maynard. I don't even remember it. Remember I left the room? Well, you went first. You were the restroom, and then I ran it. We took took pee breaks. And then then you had to stall for three or four minutes, and you were running out of ideas real quick. It's not as easy as it looks, Bill. No, it isn't. I had to run that. I did. I I, I, uh, anchored this thing by myself. (laughs) Listen up, folks. Here we go. Now it's the commercial, of course. Hang on. Bill Barnes and technology. DJ Bill Barnes here on the Get Home Sick Podcast. Like we got 13 seconds. 13 seconds. Skip an ad, Bill. Come on, mate. Put it right up in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a song. Yeah. When I would would be in a little um, uh, saloon after a couple Jack Daniels, go to the jukebox and play this. Yeah. Bill Barnes coming to you live. I like it. You're on par. You're played umpire for today's ball game, Mr. Bill Barnes. The security officer, Bill Barnes. I like it. Smell. You're right. That is a good song. I forgot about that one. Born to Run, Free Bird, The Smell. Anything by Leonard Skinner. Oh, Leonard Skinner's great. Absolutely. No, I love a, a, a Simple Man. It's one of my favorites. I love that yeah. intro with the guitar. Uh, also, like, um, um, it really doesn't have any meaning, but another great song by a really good artist, uh, Neil Young, Harvest Moon. Another <laughs> one of my one of my favorites. That's a good song. We've heard that a time or two in, uh, in the uh, establishments we've been to. Yeah, jukeboxes are fun. Um, Nothing like a, a good, uh, depressing tavern. Dark, dingy, and depressing. With a with a horseshit jukebox and some songs like that to bring your 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 alcohol content to the very highest after some whiskeys and then <laughs> you know you you take a power nap and then you go home. That's it. That's all you do, man. Absolutely. Uh, Bill, you told me off the air. You heard uh, the podcast last Friday, Mr. Brad Holy. You really liked it, huh? I did. I did. That guy is Mr. Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he, he. I mean, he was. He brought. I mean, I thought I was talking to the Hollywood Insider. You know, <laughs> about, 
sport in baseball, man. That was that was good. Very informative. I liked I liked him. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, my all my time going to Fuller, I never knew the guy. Oh, really? No. no. Yeah, he's no. been up never there in the guy. in the press box working with Dr. Chris. Mm -hmm. It was a good time when we were up there uh working those games. Um, yeah, great, great thing. And one thing I forgot about, Bill, a person I forgot. Tell me your thoughts on this as far as a head coach goes at Fullerton, maybe. Um, a guy we've each umpired some games of his, Joe Turgeon down at Concordia University. A uh, really quiet guy, Division Two, of course, but a Cal State Fullerton alum. He he was in a volunteer assistant there for a while. I don't think so. You don't think so? He's no, not, he's not volatile. He's not. I, I don't see him being a a, a really uh, dynamic recruiter. I did not know that Sergio Brown. How about that? Was at Fullerton. I I I did not know they brought him in from Arizona <laughs> to be the associate head coach. Now that makes a lot of sense. Now mm -hmm. Sergio. I always got along with him. Okay. But he could be an absolute dick on the field. He can snap. He can snap. <laughs> and so I always got along with Sergio. I always got along with the problem children. Yeah. Because you are used to it as a police yeah, officer. The nice guys. Sometimes the nice guys and I would, would, would butt heads. But Sergio can be. He's tough. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I don't, I. But hey, if he's a, if he's the dynamic recruiter that uh, Brad said he is. Then I could see him be. I could see him getting the job. Well, that's a big part of it is is recruiting. Absolutely, that's why you know Willie Bloomfield Bloomquist, who's the new new head coach oh. at Arizona State. Yeah, he's gonna have a whole rude awakening for him because these pro guys that come to the college game, like like what's um, Brad was saying, they last a couple of years. Yeah, I, I, I the, don't like this. But the grind, the the, the grind of of recruiting, mm -hmm. going into people's houses and trying to be nice to the parents and tell them what a great kid they have and how, how much they would be welcomed at uh, university of walk and don't walk <laughs> lying through your teeth. That, that, that sometimes could be tough. Oh yeah. That's uh, constantly doing that. Whereas in pro ball, you just like, who do we got this year? Who sent us, uh, who do we draft? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, 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 uh, Hey, meet go, go. You know who would be a great recruiter at the college level. And I don't, because they've, they've totally gutted scouting now scouting in the at the professional ranks guy like tom gamboa what a great recruiter he'd be was he, he was a longtime scout he was okay. absolutely tommy was a scout and he he um <clears throat> he was a scout hell tommy lasorda was a scout before he, oh yeah you know those those guys would be great uh recruiters that's how things used to be though remember tommy was scout minor leagues all those times with the dukes and he came up through the i mean yeah. that doesn't happen anymore no, no no they get some pretty boy right out of pro ball Gabe Kapler is a perfect example yeah. in San Francisco. And, you know, they have a bench coach that, that runs things and then a, a computer geek that tells them what to do. So all you are is a pretty, is a good looking guy, making sure everybody's happy. Everybody's got, you know, everybody's uh, got a dance partner, you know? <laughs> so, and, and again, I, Gabe Kapler, I don't have any problem with him. But he's he's a you know he's 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 he fits well in San Francisco. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, Bill Barnes, oh, you always deliver, Bill. You always, you always deliver. What else? What else? Say something wrong. No, no, no. Did I say did. something inaccurate? <laughs> you never do. You never do. It's purely conjecture and opinion on my part. That's what a concept. We get we get opinions, mm -hmm. strong opinions, and random thoughts here on the Get Home Safe podcast. It's the way it works. Anything else on your mind? What else? Uh, anything you want to shout out? Uh, whatever you're doing with, with, again, pass it along the info for the podcast. It, it seems to be doing quite well. Well, people like to see, you know, uh, uh, crazy people, you know, they like to see crazy and 
I kind of try to deliver. Yeah. unfiltered unfiltered craziness that's that's that is bill barnes if we have to sum it up man i'm looking forward to the uh, presence that we're getting from mr uh is it john lee oh yes we didn't yeah john lee we won't tell you what it is yet john had a great reply to my post oh he did yes i i I saw that he commented outstanding john yeah john is a Uh, an avid listener you know you 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 um real hondo prep guys must be something in the water at that school. You guys turn out pretty uh, intellectual and pretty, pretty dynamic and pretty articulate, you know, unlike the fucking dump I went to in Riverside, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's every man for himself and, you know, but uh, no, it's uh, pretty good. Rio Hindu prep, baby. Rio Hindu. <laughs> yep. Glad to hear it, Bill. It's, it's cool to hear nice things said about the, the graduates of Rio versus, uh, you know, some of our rivals and things, uh, yeah, they had some guys, opinions. You guys have brought out, you got NASA astronauts, you've got you know, <laughs> high level executives in the uh, NSA. Podcasters. Uh, yeah, podcasters. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So anyway, it's better. Our, um, um, Real Hondo, man. It's, um, it puts out a good product. Absolutely. And we got more gear for you too. We're going to, we're going to find some more gear. Um, uh, one way or another, I might even find some like old school throwback uh, vintage something or other for, for Bill Barnes to, uh, to wear here. How long has that school been around? 1965, 66, wow. I think. Wow. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Is it a one room schoolhouse or have you guys <laughs> expanded your, <laughs> your, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there, oh, the campus is, uh, much improved. Uh, you know, a big, uh, Hampton hall, uh, big, uh, not a, a big, New table for six, a brand new gym table for six. Yeah, that's half the uh, half the senior class. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, there. So I see Dallas Baptist is playing Virginia. Mm-hmm. This is the best. This is the guys. Uh, the uh, you folks on Wednesday will already know who won the game. But we're kind of have it on here. I had Dallas Baptist okay. a couple years ago up at the uh, Air Force Academy. They are a good program. They're right. strong. They're going to be around. Their coach can't remember his name. I think his name was Dan. Okay, great guy. Very nice man. Good guy. I um. In that game, bad things always happen to me in in, in, uh, in Colorado Springs. <laughs> I took a foul ball that ricocheted off the catcher and got me like in the neck. So I kind of went down a little bit. And, you know, I remember Kaz, that lunatic from Air Force, the major, he came out, come on, Bill, get up on your, get up, come on, stand up. You're not hurt. Let's go. Jesus Christ. You, you know where you're at? You're at the Air Force Academy. <laughs> Drill instructor. Yeah, tough stuff. Give me a minute, Jesus Christ! Took me in the, got me in the neck. I can barely talk. So I got up. The Dan, I think his name was Dan. Dan Hefner. Okay, great man. Very nice coach. Good guy. He, um, <laughs> got to the airport in Denver, and the line was atrocious because his whole baseball team was in line to check bags. And Dan saw him. And he goes, "Bill, come on up. Come on up." He he, he had me he had me cut the line and go in front and check in. Oh, wow. That's Thanks, a, man. that's a move out of real Hondo prep, by the way, real Hondo, real Hondo prep always did that. When we were at uh, buffets or whatever at uh, traveling and things, it was always send, send people up ahead of you. So uh, that's so cool. He saw me and he goes, Bill, Bill, come on up. That's great. He goes, these guys can wait. He goes, our plane's not until nine o'clock. And I was in a little bit of a hurry. <laughs> and he goes, how's, how's the job? I go, I, I'll live. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, good, good, good. Go see you down the road. Never did, but I see that they've gone on and they're doing well. Good, and, good and, program. Uh, I'm going to, now that I can root for, for teams, now that I can root, if they make it into the World Series, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for either Dallas Baptist or 
if Notre Dame gets in, I'm rooting for Notre Dame. Oh, interesting. I didn't know you were a big Irish I'm fan. Not, <laughs> baseball's not their sport. You have your reasons. Uh-huh. And in, in, uh, in, in respect to our good friend, uh, Kathy Guerrero, who uh, we talked about, uh, she got a post. Didn't we talk about her? Yeah. She's the, the volleyball player. And then she, big sports person. Kathy. Yeah, I'm a Kathy. Yeah, one of our our listeners. Okay. She's a big Notre Dame fan. Okay. A lot of Notre Dame fans out there. There, they are. uh, You know, uh, for most most Catholics out there, it's it's the the university. It's the Holy Grail. It's the Holy. And anyway, uh, I'm going to root for Notre Dame. I'm going to root for Dallas Baptist. Arizona guy. Religious schools. You're into the religious schools. I like. I mean, I'm you know. uh, You don't strike me as a Baptist or a Catholic, Bill. But hey, God bless you. Heathens can have fun too. Um, whenever, uh, uh, you know, Jay Johnson at, at Arizona, he can be a pain in the ass. Oh, in fact, I ran him. Oh, tell that story. Was that in the, when he was, when he was, was a white with an, this is another ex-wife story. Another, oh God. it's another ex-wife oh. story. Yes. Just when we're about to wrap it up. <laughs> oh, good. I have a follow-up God. to the story, by the way, I have a follow-up, uh, tell the story first and then I'm going to end it okay. with. So this is the first time someone you know well, I know well, heard from you. You called me from Hawaii, pissed off because you were in Hawaii with your now ex-wife <laughs> working baseball. You're not happy. Tell the story. Oh, God. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> this is on you, Jay Johnson. Oh, Jay. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway. Arizona head coach. Was at Nevada? He was, he was the head coach of Nevada, Reno, right? This is 2014 or 15 of of the year. And I took her with me to Hawaii to work baseball. And I told her when we left, I said, babe, I have to work. Okay. I'm not going to be able to drink all day and frolic around. I go, I have to kind of be somewhat focused. This is not a vacation. You're coming with me and you're going to enjoy the pool without me. You're going to enjoy a little bit of the evening without me. But when I get back, the dance lights on, we're ready to go. All right. We'll cut loose. Right. So we get there first night in, we go to uh, Duke's and I'm meeting the rest of the guys that were there and she's not, she doesn't really dig them. You know, she was unfriendly anyway. She didn't really dig them. So I said, Oh, okay. What I go. So we, we had an okay time. We'd go to the pool during the day. And and then, so about four o'clock in the afternoon on day one, she's pouring me a beer. Well, I got to go. I got to work a ball game that night. I can't be drinking before no. the game. I said, sweetie, I can't be drinking. I, I go, thanks for the beer, but I got to go Your game. work a game. She goes, well, we're in Hawaii. <laughs> said, okay. okay. Go, Did you not listen to anything I told you before we got here? I go, when the game's over, I come back. We'll party all night. I'm yeah. good with that. All right. But I got to be somewhat coherent for a six o'clock game. So. Games one and two, six o'clock, night game, night game. Sunday's the day game. And I don't know what pissed her off that day, but we're driving to the, the rental car to the ballpark. She said something that I, I fucking snap. I pull over, I get out, I start walking to the ballpark. I start walking, right? Then she pulls up next to me and we're like two fucking gangster idiots arguing with each other on a main street in Hawaii. We're arguing with each other. People, you know, grown fucking adults. We're screaming and yelling at each other. I don't even, I can't even know what it's about. And so finally, cooler heads prevail. I get in the car, we drive to the ballpark. 
I said, sweetie, you want to, you know, cause she hadn't come to any games yet. It's a day game and it's warm and I'm going to have the plate that day. I said, Hey, you want to come into the locker room? It's early. I'll show you around. I'll, I'll you can see what we do before the game where I rub the baseballs with the mud and all that. She goes, okay. If I have nothing else to do. So she comes in and <clears throat> I'm showing her around and I go and I get her ticket and she goes up to where she's going to sit. And, um, you know, she's enjoying the game and game's going relatively smooth, quick, no issues, no nothing. Two outs in the top of the ninth. Nevada's down two to one. They haven't, they haven't, they haven't touched the ball all day. All right. Two outs and, or no, one out in the, in the, it was one out in the top of the ninth. The one pitch I fucked up on that day, <laughs> I called kind of a low pitch strike three. Perfect. Bang the kid out. And Jay <laughs> comes unglued at third base. He comes down and he's barking. I said, Jay, you can't argue balls and strikes. You know that. He goes, I want an offensive timeout. I said, timeout granted. And he, the, the kid that's coming up now, he goes, look, he goes, when he calls that horseshit pitch low again, just take it. He won't do it fucking two times in a row. And I said, Jay, you're pushing the envelope, my friend. He goes, I'm not talking to you. I said, I go, Jay, relax. I go, we're almost done here. Oh, you want to leave, do you? I said, no, but I think you do. And back then, you know, we have to do the old mother may I. And this is your official warning. If you continue to argue, you shall be ejected. He goes, eject me. I said, boom. Now, big crowds in Hawaii. Yeah. They go nuts. They go crazy when I do it. All right. Jake cheer, blah, 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 blah. Everything's great. Now I'm thinking, I, I have one out to go. Now I'm going to have to write a goddamn report. So I cut into my, you know, um, you know, uh, Hawaiian tropical time. This is bullshit. So he's done and he, he leaves. And then um, they, um, third out's recorded. We leave walking in. So, uh, the crew chief goes, man, you only had one out to go. I said, I know. God damn it. He had to go. He had to go. He had to go. And so anyway, we're out in the parking lot and, uh, you know, my wife's waiting for me at the car and, and she's standing there like, you just, <laughs> you just had to do it. You had to eject the guy. I said, yeah, I did. You know, you know what happened? She goes, well, that was a low pitch. I kind of screwed him. <laughs> I said, you know what? You should have just, you know, stayed in the fucking car. All right. She goes, I bet you felt like Elvis Presley when the crowd roared. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis Presley. I said, yeah, it was kind of a, it was kind of a neat deal. Yeah. 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 It was great. Yeah. So then we went back to the hotel and I had to write the report and then she's waiting. And I, I thought, I thought we we're going to go out to dinner. I said, I am. I got to get the report written. I'll be, well, if you hadn't, if you hadn't fucked up that pitch and ejected the guy, we could be at dinner right now. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I'm going to eject you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we i was out with fred monteblanco and you called me eve i think it was while you're in hawaii uh -huh. and it may have been when you were storming off walking by yourself I probably was yeah i was looking for help or was the <laughs> three thousand miles away across a body of water i you, told her i said before we left, i said you know what take the rental car back to the hotel get your shit get on a plane fly back to the mainland, get an attorney and take all my fucking money. All right. <laughs> Just do it. I was, I was livid. I had the speaker phone on it with, uh, with I was Fred. I was livid. You were shouting. You were like, go home, take my money, yeah. take everything I own. Yeah. I, you were like, screw her. I'm, I'm done with her. And Fred is laughing hysterically. And he goes, 
who is this? <laughs> I go, this is my old buddy, Bill. He's an umpire. He's a retired cop. I think he, I think you'd love him. He was laughing so hard. We still laugh about that today. And I got to imagine that that's how a lot of people feel the first time they heard you on this podcast. Oh, Very geez. similar. Who's this guy? Oh, complete lunatic. Ex-wives tales. Nut. Complete nut. nut. <laughs> Off the rails. All the way. A lot of ex-wives tales today. It's been funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> You other than all these things, it was a it was a great uh, marriage. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, that was God. That brings back my stomach hurts. Oh man, pains. Thanks me. a lot, Jay Johnson. Wait, yeah. Damn, Jay. I hope you lose. I hope you go two in barbecue. <laughs> well, what a great show we had today. Uh, what a way to let's wrap it. it up, Bill. Yeah, please. It's been fun. No more ex wives no, tales. It's God, been. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got, you got a lot of oh. We didn't even hit. We've, oh. We got many more to hit later on. You got any, but, you got any smelling salts? Bring me back. Yeah. Oh, let, let's. Well, I could have gone all day without remembering that. <laughs> oh, so much fun. Uh, what would we do? What would we do without this podcast weekly, man? This is, this is, I'd always... be spending a lot of money in therapy, bro. <laughs> I'd be paying some therapist a shitload, ton, uh, shit ton of money to figure out how fucked up I am. And then he or she would say, Bill, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> you should get a microphone and start yeah, just pontificating. Get, yeah, get, yeah. Look in a mirror and talk. <laughs> well, that's what we do every week here on the get yeah, home. Safe we went podcast. A long day. How far, how long we got? Hour 20. Oh shit. God, that's the fine. Young. The All day right. is young. Well, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. Take your masks off. Don't Take drive in the car with your fucking mask. on. It looks like a <laughs> dipshit. Yeah. But if you do, if you do, that's fine. Do I it. mean, whatever. Do it. Don't expect me to, though. No, exactly. Yeah. To each his own. There's your boy, uh, Dan. Dan. Dan Heifner. good man. DB. What a nice, nice uh, guy. I heard other things from last well, weekend. Well, you, but, know, you he's know, he's competing. I mean, that weekend he was playing Air Force, for Christ's sake. Yeah. It was a walk in the park. He was a nice man. Yeah. Uh, in he was a good dude. Those times. <laughs> but yeah, regional, a little different story. And uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill Barnes, this has been fun. And yeah. uh, we did it again. Looking yeah. forward to next week. Swim like hell, folks. <laughs> Swim like <laughs> hell. Guys. And as always, guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around the third base, get home safe. Even if you have to walk, get home safe. <laughs>